Hello and welcome to another episode of the Order Trader Podcast. My name is Wendy Lesishi. And I'm George Mini. And we got a super interesting show today. But before we get into that, George, how'd you find Hungary? Hmm. I learned something about Hungary. What did you learn about Hungary? That it was a consolidation of three, I think three countries, Buddha and Pest and some other country. The capital of Hungary is Budapest. Yes. So it used to be two different, well, three different, I guess, territories. Yes, three different territories. And then they consolidated to become Hungary. And now... And the capital is called Budapest because the... The two two territories was Buddha and Pest. And Pest, yeah. Um, So I didn't know that. And I've been to Hungary a few times. Yeah. Um, I've actually been to Budapest a few times. And they had one of the best races, most importantly. Yeah. I mean, to be fair... I think the 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 DR the 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 second DRS zone yeah. is a bit of an unfair DRS zone because yeah. there's only one detection point. So if you manage to pass your rival on the first DRS run, yeah, you get a second burst of DRS even if you're in front. Yeah, I and think that's fair. I mean, they've thought about these things. I'm assuming. Um, and no, I think they it, make mistakes too. Uh, for sure. And it definitely um, helps the cars which are have straight line speed because, I mean, that's one of the fastest races. Yeah, it's on one the of the, series. but but that's what I'm saying. It's even it's even worse on that track because yeah. it's such a straight line speed, you know, track. But getting to the start. Yeah, okay. the start of the hungry, okay. <laughs> I was, to be honest. Yeah. Were you I, rooting for? I, no, I was actually rooting for Lando okay. Norris, right? But I had... A lot of sympathy for Lewis. I was yeah. I was hoping he was going to get to that corner first. I mean, he had a good start. So it wasn't like he was. Like, no, no, he was off the line quickly. Yeah. He was off the. He didn't have a bad start. I just don't think that car's fast enough. Yeah. First of all, I don't think it's him. Yeah. I think the car is is substandard. Um, I don't think the car's fast enough. But, but secondly, I, I don't know if he lost his edge a little bit on that yeah. start because, why didn't he bolt for the inside line? He just wasn't as aggressive as he used to be. Um, it's almost like you, yeah, you, you were scared to kind of. Take like I would have flipping gone straight across Seriously, Verstappen's yeah. path. Rather have Verstappen fights Lando and, and Piastri yes. than, than him fights all three cars. Because your your objective there is not to stop Lando. Your your objective there is to stop Verstappen. Yeah, get to the corner first. Yes, get to the corner first. That's yeah, exactly. Mm. And I don't think the line he took was going to get him to the corner first. Mm. Mm. For me, he was almost undecided. Mm. He was trying to play all three players around him, Verstappen, yeah. Lando, and Piastri. Um, yeah. And you kind of like, it's, it's, it's the old business adage, yeah. right? Um, pick your battles to win the war. Mm-hmm. And his battle should have been Verstappen and the corner. Yeah, and let everybody else do the little, I don't know, the fighting in, the, in between all of them. Yeah, he was trying to fight all three at the same time. And I, I'm not sure, and, and, and I think maybe that's why he, he didn't get there first. Because he was in the front, is it, you know, what, what is it, a car's, a car's it's length? A car's length, yeah. It's about a car's length. Yeah. Got off the line first. Those cars are very Ooh. very similar <laughs> in kind of off the line speed. Yeah. You know, it's only when they get going that the that the straight line speed starts to show up. Yeah. At this point, I think we should just <clears throat> just give the title to, to Verstappen oh, and, and, you know, let everybody else play because, I mean, it's ruining the season. I'm so sick and tired of seeing him I think I've heard the, the the Dutch like national anthem more than I've heard the South African national anthem. Used to be like in Schumacher Ferrari days. Mm-hmm. Used to have the German 
and the yep. Italian national anthem. Man. That was it. Yeah, it's sad. <coughs> but moving on. So I don't know if you saw, but there's some new laws that have come into play in South Africa, driving laws. I'm not too sure if you've spoken about this already in, in Cliff Central. I did. Um, so so it's not in place yet. Okay. I don't think. So the constitutional court just declared that it's... It's 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 constitutional, yes. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't mean it's implemented. Okay. Okay, it just means it's going to be implemented. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know if it's... Um, implement. I don't think it's implemented yet. So I know in some cities they have started rolling out the... the rolling out, yeah. So yeah. I think in, in Johannesburg and Pretoria, if you live in those two cities, um, it's already starting to be kind of, I don't know, implemented mm. slightly, almost like a trial run. Um, but some of these, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand exactly what the demerit system is. So if you know about Australia um, and they driving, uh, I guess, laws there, it's very similar to that. Um, and it's extremely strict there. And I think they're trying to kind of roll out the same thing here in South Africa. But there's, there's some really interesting stuff that people don't know what the implications are. Well, I mean, just at a, at a high level, what does this demerit system actually mean it means you you start off with a certain number of points i know that they started off with 12 i think some people are arguing mm-hmm. to take it to 15, 15 yeah. okay that's neither here nor there i mean um i suppose it's kind of 25 percent more points but call it 15 for lack of a better yeah. um uh, uh you know clarity but let's say it's 15 points for every driving offense that you commit mm-hmm you will get a certain number of points deducted from that 15. Correct. Okay. It actually isn't deducted. I'm talking rubbish. Exactly. No. So you've got your 15 points, right? And then you accumulate these demerits. Okay. Okay. Until such time as your demerits get to 15 or more than 15. Yeah. Because there's a piece that I read around how far you go over the 15 dictates how long your license is suspended. Yeah, I know if you if you if you get to that point more than two times though, your license is taken away for three months. No, no, no. Oh, so oh, oh. So every third time, not third second. time, yeah. yeah. After the third time, you you lose you, your license. Yes. Ultimately, I don't know if that's like a permanent, uh, like um, no, they cancel your card. I don't know what that means. Well, I, I think, I mean, I, I'm not clear on it either, but I think what it means is you have to potentially go and do your license again. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Mm. Um, because if they cancel it. You have to go reapply. Yeah. That's, for me, the logical kind yeah. of thing you'd have to do. And I mean, at that point, it's also a waiting <coughs> period. It's not like you can... You apply can straight, away. straight away. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a period where you, you just can't drive anymore. But there's a... I think um, I, I was looking at the list of the, the you know, the disqualifi- disqualification or de- the demerited sort of violations that you get. Um, some of them are really interesting. If you drive with no license, six points automatically, which is... Um, so, th- so this is what I'm talking about. So you could effectively have demerits yeah. before you get your next 15 exactly. points. Yeah. You know, so if you get caught driving without your license, without your license or a license, mm-hmm. um, three times, mm-hmm. you've got 18 points against you. Exactly. So but then, so then you get your you get your second tranche of 15 points after you've had your suspension period, and automatically you get suspended again. Um, so I know after every, if let's say you get to the, you know, the kind of the 15 or whatever the, the maximum is, um, if you don't get any more demerited points every three months, you lose or they, they kind of give you an extra point back. Mm. 
Um, so you can kind of <coughs> get better. It's not like the you you stuck at eighteen. and It's like oh, I'm stuck there now. Mm. Um, you can over time get back to a point where you effectively hit zero and you safe again to drive. Um, so if you got no fences in a month, yeah, after you three get, months. Is it, is it every three months? Yeah. You get one point. So let's say you got the six points because you had no number place, for instance. After three months, you'll be on five. Okay. The next three months, it's four, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, I think it's going to help a lot of, it's going to promote safe driving. That's kind of the goal. But I was having a conversation with, you know, one of our colleagues and he was like, you know, two things. How do you know how many points you have? Um, that's kind of very unclear right now is how do you go and check where do you, where do you stand? Um, and the next thing was how are they going to enforce this? Because mm. ultimately, if you get stopped by the cops, you know, you could still kind of wa- like wangle your way unless there's, I don't know, cameras or something or some way of proving that this happened. Um, so enforcing it's going to be difficult, I think. Um, that's going to be one of the big challenges. Well, I mean, let's say stopping at a traffic light or a stop sign, okay? Yeah. In... All of the instances, most of the instances, yeah, a traffic cop stops you, mm-hmm. okay, issues you with the fine. Um, if you go to court and you say that didn't happen, there's no way of proving that. It there's happened. no way of proving that it didn't happen. Yeah, and they're going to take the policeman's word for it. Yeah, you're still going to have to pay the fine. Mm. Be like, you can't go there and say, oh, that. Where's your proof? Yeah, where's uh-uh. your proof? None of that. Yeah, the burden of proof of the of the opposite, I would imagine, would be on you. Yeah. You would have to go to court and say, here's evidence that I stopped at the stop sign. Mm. In, in, in the absence of that evidence, yeah. who are they going to believe? They're going to believe the, the traffic officer. Yeah, obviously, of course yeah. they are. Of course, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. The system has to work somehow. Yeah, someone has to be sort of... And, it's, and, and, and your, your scenario has been playing out with fines forever. So, yeah. so I don't think it's a problem because chances are... Don't know how it's going to work, but if I just had to apply my mind, mm. cop's going to be there with a with a book mm-hmm. as usual. Mm. I don't think this thing's going to be that electronic. Yeah, no. He's going to be there with a book. Chances for sure. Yeah, and I'm guessing yeah. He's going to write you a slip for a demerit. You have okay. to sign it, or it's going to because there's remember there's fines attached to these as well. Eh? Yeah. So let's say uh, you don't stop at a stop sign. Um, which is that item midway down the list. I think it's two demerits. Two demerits and a 750 rand fine right now. So what do they do when they give you, they write out the fine? Mm -hmm. Take your license, they write. I reckon that fine book is going to have. The offense. The offense and and the demerit. Yeah. Okay. He's going to give you your fine. Yeah. And you have to pay the fine anyways, right? So that's almost like admission of guilt. Well, where does that, so the duplicate copy that's in his book goes to get captured. Mm. That's where they're going to capture your demerit. I see, I see, and 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 maybe on things like and and, and again, I'm talking totally, totally in the dark here. I'm, I'm guessing maybe on 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 the on the systems in the country, like we've got Pay City, mm-hmm. um, where you can go check fines. Um, or when you have to like renew your license disc or whatever, you're going to be able to see. Oh, I've got this many demerits. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if your license gets suspended, here's a here's a question: If your license gets suspended mm-hmm. after you've hit the 15 demerits. I think your friend's right. How do you know? Yeah. Does somebody notify you? For the offenses which are like you don't even, because I mean there's, there's many instances when I'm driving and I don't see that there's, you know, I'm over the speed limit by like 10Ks or whatever. Um, and I, you know, I get um, a fine for speeding. Um, 
in that scenario where I didn't even know that I was in a, you know, that I'd broken the law, I think that's where it becomes problematic. When you're just accumulating and there's no sort of recourse. And the next time you get stopped, it's like you have 18 points, give us your license and then it's over. I think that's going to occur when you go through these roadblocks that, uh, exactly that. checks for fines. Yeah. Those cameras that uh, you go over the little bump and it's beep, 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 ah, pull over, sir. I think it's an extra step that we, I think we're going to have to get used to just checking and making sure that there's no, you know, kind of, you know, I guess demerits against your name because mm. it, it might stop things. I think for businesses as well, there's a huge implication there. Um, I know businesses will, if they have two drivers, for instance, who've been doing this, they can take away the vehicle. Mm. Um, so it's stuff like that, which I think we will see some sort of changes in how people are driving um, and safety, hopefully. Well, I mean, on, on, last week on uh, on the Cliff Central show, we spoke quite a lot about enforcement. Like, yeah. how do they police this? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to come down to, you know, what happened with smoking. Mm. Um, if, I don't know whether you're too young to remember this, but when the smoking laws got introduced, yeah. you weren't allowed to smoke in a building, in a closed environment. Yeah. Then it was a certain number of meters away from the building and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, they passed on, when I say they, the authorities passed on the responsibility for policing this onto the owner of the building. Okay. And I reckon this will happen here as well. It'll be passed on to the insurance companies. Okay. And the banks. Yeah. You just won't get finance unless you can produce so, uh, an like unsuspended license. Additional implications. So you, when you, for instance, when you want to go buy a new car, for instance, um, then you find out, oh no. Um, My license is suspended. Oh, yeah. sorry, wait, you've got to wait three months before you can buy this car. Mm. That's kind of, that's where it's going to be potentially policed. So I guess we just have to just kind of wait and see when it's officially. But they, let's be honest, what, what is this designed to do? Safe it's driving, not, safe driving and, and it's it's also promoting safe driving and, and, and uh, you know, kind of monitoring the. It's not the designed to be punitive. It's designed to change behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. In Australia, it worked really well because there's, there's cameras everywhere. Um, yeah, Australia's a different, different yeah. beast. <laughs> yeah. In Australia, they can actually implement this stuff. Yeah, they've, and they've been doing it for years. Um, but it is, like you're saying, I mean, they, they had lots of different, uh, I guess, things to monitor this. It wasn't just on the, the building owner, for instance, and in the, the smoking scenario. Um, and uh, yeah, that's going to be the make or break to see if this, this actually works. Are you a fan of it? Do you disagree with it? Are you... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think there are there are too many. I, I I think the problem is different. Yeah. Okay. I think there are too many illegal. I've got no data to support what I'm going to say, but I think there are too many uh, people driving around illegally. Yeah. Right. Potentially with no licenses, um, cars in disrepair. Um, that are causing a big danger on the road. More so than bad drivers? When I say bad drivers, I mean like dangerous drivers? Driving around without a license is a bad driver. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've bribed a um, licensing department official to get your license, mm -hmm. but by default, it's a bad driver with a license. Mm. So there's more, I think there's, it, it, it extends further than this. What, what they're policing here mm. are the people that can drive. Mm. I think the piece that's missing 
of the illegal people on the road. Yeah. I don't think this is, I mean, can you really use this to, to fix that though? I don't think so. Yeah. So, so, so this is noble and it's a good thing. Yeah. But it I think it's all the bigger underlying issues. It's a blunt instrument yeah. for the underlying issue. It's trying to use a hammer when you've got to use a surgical knife. Yeah. Um, for, for, I think, a bigger problem. The bigger problem is drivers that can't drive perhaps have bought their license um, and or don't have a license and not driving around with one. Mm. How, how is that going to be policed? Mm. That's, a, that's a whole different story. I'd be interested to know... Or cars in disrepair. I'd be interested to know how much of the current drivers on the road fits that bucket. Um, I would imagine there's a few people who are unlicensed in driving. Uh, I reckon there's, there's, there's perhaps more than we think. Yeah, for sure. Um, unlicensed drivers on the road where, where it's, uh, you know, the other day I was, I was driving to Santon and uh, there was a roadblock yeah. on the opposite side of the road, not on the side that I was driving. There's a roadblock. And, um, uh, and they, were, they were obviously checking for fines, licenses, and whatever the case may be. And I, I drove up, and there was a there was a gap in the in the island. Mm-hmm. There was a, a you know three lanes on either side, and uh, at the island, a police car was standing facing the direction I was going. Mm. Okay, which immediately told me what that policeman's job was to do was anybody that was coming down that road, and approaching the road, and tried to do a U turn, yep. he was going to chase him. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. No, I've been there. <laughs> I think I know exactly which place you... There's been a roadblock. Marlborough Drive. Into, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Marlborough Drive, yeah. It's been there for a while. They, I think they, they police in that area. I think it's the only way in, inside, into, into Sanson, so... Uh, yeah, there's a couple of ways, but that's one of the main arterials. Yeah. It's one of the main sure. routes. Yeah. For sure. Let's see what happens. I think um, it's a good thing. Personally, I think it's... Um, no, uh, you know what? You can't, you can't fault the system. I think it, it works in Australia. It'll, it'll work here for what it wants to do, mm-hmm. right? But it's potentially policing... It's not policing the, the, the right the, problem or the it, bigger problem. The bigger, perhaps potentially the bigger problem. Mm. And, uh, and the bigger problem is cars in disrepair, mm. um, unlicensed drivers, mm. um, and, uh, and people that have got their license in an untoward way. 100%. 100%. But let's see what happens. I think um, a few things are going to happen. We actually, yeah, that was a good discussion. Um, a few things are going to come out of that, I'm sure, in terms of us monitoring it. Um, let's see what happens. Um, but before we leave, there's a few questions that have come in through the Ask Auto Trader platform. It's always a favorite from the people who watch the show. Um, so hopefully you can give us some answers, George. Um, the first one comes from Dylan Dave, who's asked, why do you use orange for low price and green for great price? So this is obviously speaking to, to price ratings um, on the website. That's a great question, Dylan Dave. Uh, is it Dylan or Dave or Dylan Dave? Dylan Dave. I suppose it's a username, eh? Yes. <laughs> Dylan. Who knows? It could be Tabo. <laughs> Let's call him Dylan for now. Uh, at least he didn't call himself 1945. Um, so, so Dylan. Um, uh, so low price, mm. let, me, let me start by explaining it this way. Low price isn't necessarily good. Yeah. Okay. So the lower the price doesn't make it necessarily a good thing. Mm. And that's what we try to capture in the colors. Mm. It's not to say that the green means good or bad or anything like that. It's more of a... Well, th- so, so all that it means is the green yeah. means it's comparable okay. to its peers. 
It's comparable. Mm. Okay. If the if a price's car is too low, it should be a bit of a flag. Yeah. Check it out. Mm. Go and do your research. Why is the car's price low? Is it missing a prop shaft mm-hmm. or some wheels? Yeah. So low, low is not good. It's, it's, it's not like a... No, I'm not saying it's not good. Yeah. It's potentially a red flag. Okay. It could be good. Yeah. Okay. So that's the reason we decided to use green for where it's comparable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Similarly with red. We could have used yellow for high price and red for low price. Mm-hmm. It's telling the same story. We just had to use three different colors. Um. You know, on the on the on the top end of price, red doesn't necessarily mean bad. Yeah, that's that's speaking to high price. High price, yes. Yeah. Red doesn't necessarily mean bad. Yes, I know the color red denotes bad, and all, and green denotes good, and all that stuff. But we had to hammer our flag to a mast, mm-hmm. right? So so, if you go and read how uh, the description of each of these price flags, you'll you'll get exactly what I'm saying. Um, red is just a red flag. Mm. it's go and ask more questions. It doesn't mean that that car's price isn't worth mm. that car's price, right? It might have a bunch of extras on it yeah. that justify its red flag. 100%. It just means go and ask. Whereas by and large, the cars that are in the green mm. have been priced in a comparable way to, the rest of the to similar prices in the market. 100%. 100%. I think it's important to just ask ask the, the dealership and it's supposed to the price rating is just there to kind of give you an indication of market value in terms of you know it's there to to it's there to encourage you as a consumer mm. to ask the right questions about the right things 100% 100% I hope that answers your question Dylan our next question is from Storm Storm Wheeler who's asked how to know if a car dealership is a scam or not I would have started a list with all these usernames <laughs> Storm Wheeler Storm Wheeler um, so how do you know if a car dealership um, is running a scam? Is there any way of knowing on the sites, um, you know, in your in your process of buying a car? Sometimes if something's too good to be true, it usually is. Yeah. Okay, so that's the first thing I would I would say is if something's too good to be true, it usually is. Um, but in every instance, approach every transaction mm-hmm. with a degree of caution. There is a principle called the consumer needs to be aware. Mm. Um, be aware. Don't take everybody for their word. Mm. Okay? Take the facts that you see online and fact check them. And in terms of uh, like our process on AutoTrader, do you, like how do you, is, is there a level of vetting for the dealerships um, that, we, that we do? Yes. Yeah, so so from, a, from a customer point of view, yeah. we... Uh, we check that the dealership is a legitimate business. Yeah. Um, we check that it's it's registration. We ask for documentation um, for 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 dealerships that want to advertise an auto trader because they become a customer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there and there are laws applied to to um, doing business. So so yes, we check them from a uh, we check the dealership from a corporate point of view. Mm. However, AutoTrader can't vet every single car. And we don't like manage dealerships. We can't we don't exactly. know what's happening on daily basis. We don't know what's happening on the dealership floor. Yeah. Um, we are, however, as a business on a path to transparency. Yeah. Okay. And we've we've shown that over time. So as you've 
um, you know, navigated Auto Trader over the years, you would have seen we are encouraging more and more and more transparency around the product itself, the car. Yeah. Okay. As well as the dealership. And we've driven the transparency. So we've made available tools for the dealer to use to create their own transparency. So I would say um, the more a dealership storm willow hides, mm. okay, the more red flag that should be. Mm. The more transparent the dealership, mm-hmm. the less the red flag should be. 100%. So, so ask yourself, how much information are they giving about the car in their advert? Mm-hmm. If you go to their website, uh, how much information do they give you? Are they reputable? Do they answer questions on places like Hello Peter, Facebook, um, you know, when, when somebody complains or, uh, uh, or has something to say about that dealership? Do they actually answer it? Because not, not every dealership is going to get everything right all the time. For sure. But do they at least engage with the consumer or do they try and hide away from it? Yeah. So do your homework, Stormwiller. There's no, there's no silver bullet here. You're not going to get a website or a service that's going to allow you to not do that homework. Yeah. Hundred percent. Before I leave you, George, last questions from nineteen forty-five. Oh my word! <laughs> you kind of alluded to this earlier. But when selling a car, how can I prevent being sued if down the track the car gets problems? So this person is not saying that they sold a dud, but in the scenario where they sold the car and all of a sudden the car has some issues, um, how do you protect yourself from, you know, potentially being held liable for the damage on the vehicle? Okay, you 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 can't. Yeah. Okay, that's the simple truth. The Consumer Protection Act really only applies to business to consumer transactions. Yeah. Okay, by and large. Um, and then there is the principle with used cars called footstuts or as is purchasing yeah. or buying or selling. Um, and usually that kind of applies. Um, the mechanisms you have at your disposal. So, you know, for 1945, it looks like he's on the side of selling the car. Yeah. Okay. The mechanisms that the uh, that the person buying the car has is the normal damages court process where I've been hard done by, you've done me in, mm-hmm. I'm going to sue you for damages. Mm. That's why we have that process in uh, in any country is you can sue someone for damages if you think they have done you in. So the best thing to do when you're selling a car then is to just ensure that you thoroughly yes. showcase everything that could potentially be there. 100%. Because if you can if you can show a judge at some point down the line, well, I told this person that this car was in a bumper bashing. Yeah. Um, and, and the best way to do that is to put it into the purchase and sale agreement. Yeah. So when you sell the car, if you've told the person that, you know, the X, Y, and Z was uh, red flags, put that into the purchase and sale agreement. So at some point, some point down the line, the person can come back to you and say to you, yeah. sorry, you know, you didn't tell me about this. 100%. This is all valid information. Oh, and the other thing is, um, get a DECRA report. Okay, on the, when you're selling the car. When you're selling I, the I car, you yes. The car. Or when you're, when you're buying even better. But, mm. but, but when you're selling the car, yeah. go and get the car run through a detailed DECRA um, service. Yeah. DECRA's got a very, very good uh, uh, um, um, check that they do on the vehicle. They'll look under the car, they'll get into the bones of the car mm. and they'll give a report on the car. Give that report to the consumer when you sell it Yeah, as part of the purchase and sale agreement. 100%. 100%. And that's pretty much all the time we have for today. Go See Alonso. Yeah, and I'm going to spot next, so I'm super excited. <laughs>
search Orchard Trader.